We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome into the inaugural episode of the So Rare Andrews podcast. Uh, I am Andrew Laird. Uh, you can find me uh, on So Rare as Lairdinho. And joining me for this endeavor is Andy Black. So it's Andrew and an Andy, but it's a little easier for us to communicate that way. I'm actually technically an Andrew. So yeah, yeah absolutely. There you go. Um, you can find him uh, on So Rare as Black. He uh, very creative, but you know that's his name. So maybe I'll have to change it to Black Dinho. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, this is a new podcast that we're hoping to do uh, pretty regularly uh, about So Rare because uh, we're both uh, all in. <laughs> I think that's the easiest Show way to put it. I think is the term you're looking for. Um, we're going to cover some different topics. This is not um, kind of a traditional, here are some players to target or some uh, specific strategies. Uh, we're going to try to cover uh, some different things all the time. And if uh, you guys enjoy listening to the podcast and have any suggestions of what we should cover, we're certainly happy to, to discuss that. Uh, the title of this uh, podcast specifically was the Goalkeeper Bundle. Um, we're trying to play off the bundle. I thought that was very creative. So uh, thank you for uh, all the kind words that uh, about coming up with something as good as that. But um, Andy, uh, why are goalkeepers so expensive? There's a word. I can't think of it. I... Scarcity. Scarcity. Think, right? That's right. Yes. That's right. That's a big one in so rare. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, you have to have one to, to complete a lineup, right? So, uh, I mean, that is that is it. That's why they are expensive. There's one I on think... each team or one one that's that matters on each team. And uh, uh, your other positions, you have two, three players that are startable, usable. Um, goalkeepers, not that way. <laughs> I think that the, I think the goalkeeper is actually like the most important 
uh, position in terms of getting people to fully get into so rare. Like everyone, yeah. I've spoken to like plenty of people who have started playing and it all comes back. Like I just need to get a goalkeeper and I can like really take off. And um, what's funny is that in order to do well, you don't really need like a great one. You just kind of need one. And yet you need more money for that one than the others. I think that that's just, it's just painful. It's painful for a new user to look at it and be like, oh, I got to buy this bottom tier MLS goalkeeper for $800. Are you serious? Like, um, yeah, that's that. It, that's painful. Um, but in the end, I agree. Like, does the goalkeeper have a pulse is my is where I start. Do they do they start? Do they start every game? Um, and if the answers to those questions are yes, then it's a goalkeeper I'm interested in buying. <laughs> I think that's like, I think that is it. Like it's, um, the guys who play all the time are going to be the more expensive ones and it's because they play all the time. And usually teams that are good, uh, have either good goalkeepers or the goalkeepers are good because the teams are good. Right. Um, like there, there is zero part of my research into goalkeepers about the goalkeeper himself. Like, is he a good shot stopper? Like, what is his right. XG? Like, I don't care right. at all. It's you're like, not like how an many NFL times combine he guy where you're looking at like how high he can jump <laughs> his full time. And... Right. I, I don't I don't look at how how tall they are. Like if yeah. the guy is five seven but like he starts all the time, like I'm fine with that. Yeah, great. Um, but it's it's just so weird. Like um now basically the advice that uh, any that I give to anybody when they start out uh, is mostly like once you get a feel for whether they really want to like jump into like spend money to like win cards and all of that like just for the onboarding process it's like whatever you do like forget about who your favorite teams are even though that's what they ask like just get a good common goalkeeper because the good common goalkeepers are just so valuable uh, for people who are just starting out and want to play the all-star D4. Yeah, I don't even know that it's even like a good common goalkeeper. It's more of like who's going to be playing a lot in the next, like, I don't know, uh, one to three months. Like, right. Right now you'd want J-League, K-League, ML, well, maybe not K-League, but MLS, J-League would be the two that you would want because they're going to play a lot of games here soon. Right, yeah. If you if you start now and you end up with uh, Oblak and Courtois, you might be in trouble in a few weeks. Right, like that's that would be awesome, and you can train them or whatever. But like, okay, like three weeks. Th- I don't know, maybe farther than that. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the schedules, but a few no weeks down the road, you're they're not going to be usable. Yeah, probably when you use them the most, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I had somebody like bring it up to me today because we were talking about we have a few like uh, similar players, and uh, I sent them a screenshot from my team from last week and I have a rare goalkeeper and they were like, man, I just wish I had a rare, rare goalkeeper. And I was like, if you look at the, the global all-star division four standings, there are tons of teams that were ahead of me that had a common goalkeeper. And now like they're not winning card. I didn't win a card in all-star this past game week, but like if, if you're a new user and, or not even new, but like if you are playing so rare specifically for like the, the F uh, threshold and you and I have kind of talked about this before. Like, it's a lot of people who do that. Like, not everybody goes in being like, I'm going to try to, you know, build a team. Obviously, we all want to win cards. Right. But like, we also yeah. recognize it's it's difficult to do that, at least with the current um, payout structure, which is supposedly changing sometime soon. Um, but like, as of now, that 
uh, eth payout is great. And if you yep. can do that, if you can build like a legitimate team without uh, having to spend so much on a rare goalkeeper, like if you have a budget, I think the best way to go about it is just like budget for your outfield players and don't even worry that, you know, as long as you got a good common goalkeeper with a pulse, go for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how I would approach. It's also kind of difficult to say like, okay, this is how like a new player should play because obviously sure. do do as you please. But um, yeah, I think that that would be, that would be the goal. Collect your threshold, save it. And then, you know, at some point fork over the money for, for a rare goalkeeper or, you know, as I said, do as you please. Maybe, maybe it's build a, a lineup that you have another common goalkeeper for and you go play in two lineups, like a U23 and a all-star and, and maybe you got lucky and you have a U23 goalkeeper as well. And you can, you can do that by all means, do, do, <laughs> do as you please. Right. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, cause obviously, I, I mean, we've seen plenty of people start out, um, very much not interested in just playing for, uh, F payouts and, and are like, what is it, what do I have to do to get into everything? Or, yeah. you know, if I want to compete in everything or at least every region, um, I started out very much not thinking I would try to p- compete in every region at all. And now I'm like sweating my Asia lineup, D4 lineups, because it's just kind of what happens. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you wake up in the morning and you check to see if you had any DMPs is what it comes down to now. Cause you know, those games are like 3am. So, uh, that's what I always do as I wake up like 7, 7am, check my phone, <sighs> DNP. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually better. I had a guy that did play and then got sent off in the 28th minute. So I'm not oh, sure that nice. was, I think I would have just been more comfortable with the DNP. Um, yeah. but yeah, I guess, uh, for people who have not bought goalkeepers yet, um, we kind of our notes here, like the, being able to use your goalkeeper as much as possible is is key. Like if if you buy, uh, you know, like a last place Eredivisie team goalkeeper, uh, you have to realize that the season is ending soon. They also likely don't have any midweek utility. Um, and in a few weeks, you're going to have to find somebody else also. So like time of year is just so huge of yeah. what kind of goalies you target. And relegation too, right? If they're oh. one of the bottom teams so um yeah even even worse is to have like that goalkeeper and then next year you can't even use them so um yeah so i think what you're getting at kind of is like euros um or europa league and uh, champions league and stuff like that um i I think that that's really priced in like if you look at those goalkeepers right now those those guys all typically are just more expensive i mean it's the bigger name guys of course but um, I think it's really kind of priced in on uh, uh, who they are and, and how much they cost already. Do you think you're getting a deal anyway, though, like on a per like you're obviously getting more utility out of them. So you, like they are more expensive, but like on a per start basis, do you think they're actually I mean, they're not cheaper, but are they more a better value? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at uh, Yano Black the other day. And or no, it was Allison, and and he's so expensive. It was like 1.8 F or something. Yeah. And uh, and then you have a guy like uh, uh, Reyna who plays for uh, Lazio, and the difference was like 1.5 uh, ETH between the two. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, you get the little extra utility, and 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 uh, yeah, he's get more collectible. Uh, Oblak is, but. 
Um, I think the point difference between the two was like an average in their last 15 or last 40 was like one or two points. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you get a few extra midweek games and a younger goalie. Um, but if you're looking for now utility, it's like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think that's the other kind of funny thing with, with how we look at goalkeepers because we have, there's a track record of goalkeepers playing longer. Uh, Pepe Reina is a great example. I think he's 37 now or so, um, which feels like he's like a spring chicken in, in Japan. Um, but I feel like a lot of people, uh, buy goalkeepers because they were like, "I, I need a goalkeeper right now. Yeah. And then they look into it and they're like, boy, this guy's old. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you need him right now, um, like what, what do you think is like the real, the reasonable time horizon? Like when you're looking at a goalie, are you thinking, I hope I get five years out of this guy? Or are you like, I'm just hope to get through the summer. Right. Yeah. And that was probably a bad example for me, but you're right. I mean, like Rena, like, okay, he probably doesn't play next year. I, I, this is zero research, but I, I don't know. Maybe you get lucky. Yeah. The the classic one uh, from from the Belgian league was uh, Penetal. Um, I, th- I think if you go find his card, he's he's like forty years old or something. And and uh, uh, he started last year, and then he started the beginning of this year. Lost his job, got it back for a few games. I can't imagine that guy is is back next year. He's <laughs> you know just a dinosaur at this point. But uh, there are those cards where it's like, yeah, if you had him and, and, and you knew he was playing, then it's a great card. I think we feel that way with David Ospina now because like <laughs> we've seen the success. Or like, you have to imagine he doesn't come back. Um, yeah. But like, he's still not that old. And he, I mean, he's so, starting for Napoli so now. I put, I put that card in a totally different category. Though, oh, okay. Because... You don't know week to week whether he's playing or not. Sure, that, right. <laughs> it's you know like when you know a forty year old guy is is starting, great. You can plug him in, no worries. But when you have Merritt or Ospina, week to week, you're having to play this game in your mind of okay, I don't know if he's actually playing. I think he's playing. Um, I read somebody on Discord said he's probably playing, but <laughs> do you put your best lineup with that goalkeeper? I'm not. I'm not putting my best lineup with either of those goalkeepers. Um, if if I have one of them though, and I'm 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 hoping to uh, compete, I might just plug my leftover guys in that lineup. But I would never have total confidence that either of those guys is playing. And I think there's a few other situations kind of like that. I think the worst part of that one is that if you were early enough to get both, it don't, it still doesn't even matter because. We don't have subs and like week to week, right. you're like, I, you just yeah. have one of these guys is going to play and it may not be the guy that you start. Right. That reminds me a lot. And I don't know if your subscribers listen to or uh, play like a lot of fantasy football or anything like that. But, you know, it's like the running back by committees. Like, OK, you have both running backs um, and they're basically splitting the number of they're splitting the number of points that each other can get. Um so in some situations, it's really good to own one of them. But if you own both of them, you really don't want to start them both. Right. Um, 
they're usually like you have to draft them both high to own them. So it's just a bad situation to kind of own both of those players in those situations. So that's kind of the way I like in the whole merit Ospina type situation. And that doesn't even fall under like the handcuffing uh, subject. Like um, yeah. that's more of a fantasy NFL for those. I don't confuse some of our uh, non-American listeners by saying fantasy football, but um, yeah, right. So like the idea for those who are not familiar with this handcuff uh, concept is you basically in the equivalent in, in so rare is to buy a, a top tier goalkeeper or really any goalkeeper yeah. and then buy his backup. And um, it's, it's an idea that's like starting to gain a little more traction because uh, you're thinking like, if I'm spending all of this money on a goalkeeper and something happens to him, uh, then I'm out, I'm stuck. So maybe I spend the extra and, you know, most, most reasonable backup goalkeepers are still going for, you know, 0.1 at the most. Um, although in MLS, are, they're getting a little crazy. Um, so I told you that I think handcuffing is a terrible idea. And you were like, how can, why, why is this? So um, I say this after I've handcuffed none of my goalkeepers. And so that yeah. I, I've definitely left myself a risk there that like, if one of my guys goes down, then obviously I'm, I'm now looking for a backup and everybody who had Bill Hamid and uh, didn't have Chris Seitz going into this MLS season now wishes they kind of had Chris Seitz. So th- the reason I, I don't do it, um, and that doesn't mean I don't buy backup goalkeepers, but the reason I don't do it is that it completely caps my upside um, yep. in that I have two goalkeepers and in a best case scenario, only one is playing. And, and I can only, I'll only sell one because he's, the other one is just the backup. And so I get backup prices. So I basically bought starting goalkeepers and then bought backups of other starting goalkeepers. And I, I went out of my way to target backup goalkeepers on teams of, for, of expensive starters. So like Brian Meredith was like my first backup goalkeeper purchase. And he backs up Mm -hmm. Joe Willis who went for like, 0.8 0.8 ETH the other day. <laughs> right. And so it's like, I realize that if one of my starting goalkeepers goes down, I can't, Meredith doesn't start as of now. Right. So like I'm stuck. Yeah. But like the reason I did it is because I'm, I'm willing to like the, you do this with the expectation of like my guy's going to get hurt, but like generally most of them don't like a lot of goalkeepers make it through the season. You know, they start most games yeah. and injuries are just kind of like, bad luck. It's not, there's not something we can project. Obviously, if there are guys who are injured more often, then, you know, you have like a hesitation on it. Goalkeepers, I feel like, you, you know, they don't move enough for me to, to worry about them, you know, pulling up lane. Yeah, but they're old and their backs start to go out. So. <laughs> well, that's, I think, uh, choosing the right backup goalkeepers to go after. Um, like, do you, do you go after like these guys who are at least 18, but, but don't start? No, I really don't. So, like, I think that I think that it's a good idea to to uh, uh, buy those backups. Um, but with that said, do you know how often I do it? I, I really don't. Um, I think I, I do think that if you have the the scratch to do it, and you got got the F to go buy a guy for I don't know maybe 0.05 or I don't know what those guys even go for, and it probably depends on the situation, right? Yeah. So there's probably situations where you have a really high end goalie with a high end backup. Uh, they're going to both be expensive or maybe the backup's U23 and that's just going to make them expensive as well. But there's probably situations where the backup is like 
you know, 33 years old, 35 years old, and you can get them for 0.03 to 0.06 or something. And, um, you know, those situations, it might not be a terrible idea to pick those guys up. Um, but, uh, I think it just really depends on your situation. And, you know, do you have, do you have depth? Um, would you be absolutely crushed, crippled, not have, not have money to, to buy another goalkeeper and not able to compete if you uh, did have an injury, then maybe you should buy the backup. The insurance definitely sounds good in that situation. Yeah. Like, I think I'm in, I'm in a good situation with my MLS where I, where I have plenty of options. But if I were uh, in a situation where, you know, I only had two goalkeepers and I was planning on competing in All-Star and uh, Champion America – I don't know that the best option would be to buy like a third goalkeeper because I'm not going to be able to use him every week. So that's going to be, what is a MLS goalkeeper now? Point, point five minimum uh, ish ish. Yeah. I mean, I could buy both, both, both are one backup for maybe point one. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think that might be a good situation. Like if, if I don't have super rares to compete in D3, um, not saying that you have to have super rares to compete in D3, but if I don't, then, <clears throat> I mean, and I maybe I don't have a lot of other players to play in D3, maybe buying the, the backups is a good situation there. It's certainly, re- like, it's smart. I think it's like, yeah. I think it's, uh, you're reducing a lot of the risk, just your, your, your own kind of portfolio risk of like, if I if I lose this guy, I'm in a lot of trouble and it's in a position that, as we said, is, is scarce. And so everything is expensive. Um, yeah. and the benefit is that you don't have to go out and buy another starter because you, you get it. Um, yeah. did we just create the run on backup goalies? <laughs> I think I, I've seen enough tweets. I, I'll, I'll be honest. So I've seen some people tweeting about this, yeah. uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it. And I got like personally offended because somebody was uh, tweeted about Alec Khan, who's uh, Brad Guzan's backup. And I have Guzan. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You stay away because Guzan will be fine. And I had this like personal uh, Is he the guy that played yesterday when, when Guzan got the red? You told me that he got hurt. You said, what happened to Guzan? And I was like, oh my, yeah. what happened? And I, <laughs> I'm running to my computer to buy Alec Khan. And you're, I was like, oh, it's a red card. Okay. And yeah. So the, the, Yeah, that was the player that played though yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I watched the game. He played quite well, I thought. I mean, he had to make a lot of saves. They were dominating. <laughs> I'm sure we have a goalie controversy now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, uh, so it totally depends on the team, obviously. Like some teams have like an old journeyman uh, backup and some have, you know, the, the next kid up who they think is going to start. Yeah. Like I have uh, Franco Armani from River Plate, who's 34. And I'm like, ah, he's 34. Like maybe I should get his backup and... Um, you know, like protect myself a little bit. So his backup is 38 and yeah, the third kind of, stringer is 39. It's the, the guy, his name is like Bologna, Bologna or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him the other day. And I'm just like, does it even make sense for me to buy that card? Like, even if he I, goes down, like it, it can't be right. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. It do- <sighs> I mean, how much does that card cost? I didn't even look to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I looked like, at his name and I saw his age and I'm like, I don't think I need to buy this card for whatever cost it is. Yeah. And they might even have like three keepers on that team. So like mm-hmm. it, it could even turn into one of those situations like we saw with the, I think it was a galaxy where like, okay, 
the they got rid of they got rid of their starter and then they went straight to the third stringer uh when they they brought in klinsman yep uh they completely skipped over somebody i forget who it was but it was like nope they jumped over him they brought klinsman up and and that's that's who we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed they're playing so like it could even be a situation where like it's almost like the merit ospina thing and you know the starter goes down so now we're going to rotate between our two backups so it's not it's not a sure bet either right yeah yeah i think just the the overall lesson with all goalkeepers is just get the guy who starts and is not in jeopardy of losing his job and obviously like uh goalkeepers on bad teams sometimes get blamed for the bad play and so like they they can lose um, yeah, or it's almost like the hockey situation, and you know they're they're losing. Or we gave up a lot of goals, and you know what? We're going to just switch goalies to try to change the chemistry, the team team chemistry up a little bit. So um, the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I was kind of thinking about, too, was like, okay, we have, uh, uh, well, yeah, we, 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 have, we have a situation where the, the team's playing poorly. And and they they swap out the goalie or whatever. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to cut cut this part out because I completely forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it's it's funny because um, the we're talking about like good and bad goalkeepers, um, yeah. And mostly like we want to talk about like their SO five scores, right? And they're not like drastically different in terms of like the full. Uh, range of goalkeeper outcomes. Like, I think that's the, the, the difficult part too. Like you're, you're so, have we even had a hundred yet? Like a hundred point goals. Uh, we were talking about it. I know a few weeks ago. I don't ago, think like, so. I think uh, New, Newark came really close. I think he was like 95 or something, but I don't, I don't think anybody's done it. Yeah. And so like, we, we want to pay it, you know, top, you know, if you want to pay top dollar for the other positions, yeah. like there's an expectation that they score in the eighties and nineties. And like the best goalkeeper scores, like you're getting now, now consistent sixties will do you quite well uh, yeah. for a goalkeeper, but it's yeah. just like, 
the the range of of outcomes is just so much smaller when it comes to goalkeepers and yet price-wise they're all just so much higher and it's less the scoring it's like one of those um parts of so rare that's so different because um we talked previously that uh utility in the game is what drove the price and not the collectability aspect of it and a lot of the collectability aspect of it is the scarcity and yet goalkeeper prices are high because they're the scarce cards um so they're in this like weird middle ground where like if you get 60 from your goalkeeper, you could win a card if your other players do well. But if they get blasted, then... But even even like a poor goalkeeper score is going to be higher than like a really poor outfield player score. Yeah. You know, and that I actually remember what I was going to say. I was going to say that, you know, the moment you, you even hear uh, or get that hint of your goalkeeper, like maybe being in contention, like for losing their job... Um, I think that that's like you want to be the first to move there. Like, I don't want to wait to find out if they definitely are not going to play this weekend. I'm going to try to sell it below market value and just move on to something else. There's plenty of plenty of fish out there, right? So, <laughs> um, and I mean, I mean that in goalkeepers. There's plenty of goalkeepers out there for me to just pick a different one. Um, but I definitely don't want to be holding a goalkeeper that just lost his job. Um, like the whole Valencia situation um, between I can't pronounce either goalkeeper's name, so I'm not even gonna try. But Dominic like being in Chilison. either of those, what's that? Dominic and Chilison, or yeah. So like like immediately when Dominic Czech or whatever lost his job, like immediately that card became I don't want to say worthless, but it was just like ugh, I don't want to own this anymore. And then it kind of flipped back where, where uh, the other one got hurt. And now that, that, that this card's the one that you want to own. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of weird like situations like that where it's like when you start to hear whispers that there might be a controversy, it's good to be the first mover there. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the other uh, reasons I buy these very young backup goalkeepers who have um, basically no chance at playing is because – uh, U23 goalkeepers are just so hard to get. Um, it seems like there are half the J League is uh, U23, but of course they're all like one and a half F at this point. Um, but we were talking like even so, uh, Marcinkowski from San Jose is the only current U23 goalie in MLS, I believe, starting goalie. And yeah. he loses it in July. Right. And so it's like, how do we compete like this when there's so many, when they're just like not guys available? And like, have you yeah. gone, have you ever bought a U23 goalie because he's U23? Well, yeah. And 100%. do you still have Of course, them? yeah. I mean, like, so uh, real quick, the, the, the key there is to own J-League goalies if you want to compete in U23 this summer. Like, I, I mean, or buy a Chilla and hope to get lucky. Or the, the guy in Vancouver, I think... Hassel or Hazel or yeah. however you pronounce it, like you can buy those guys, but those guys are expensive. They, those guys, you're paying the price for like a Chilla right now. Like you're paying for a top tier U23 goalkeeper, and he's not even the starter right you're now. Not playing yet. So, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm probably not going to do that. That that's crazy. But uh, yeah, certainly I've bought. Uh, you, I mean, those those are divisions that I like to compete in. Um, I own a lot of U23 players. I think that it's kind of fun to play in those divisions. Um, so, so yeah, I certainly have bought plenty of U23 goalkeepers. 
And but do you buy them after their starters or before? Yeah. So uh, after their starters, <laughs> so I, I get the wallet out and I fork it over. Um. And I'm trying to bring in uh, Orwin DeWolf here because, like, the so <laughs> the the tale of Orwin. I mean, uh, uh, to 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 everybody out there that doesn't know who he is, there. This is such a unique situation because he was U23. Um, he was like one of the OG Belgian league um, U23 guys. And uh, his prices were always really affordable that, I guess, 2019, 2020 year, um, because that was supposed to be his last year of being a U23 goalkeeper. Um, but I guess there were like three different birthdays listed out uh, on the web for him. And the one that Opta had was wrong. So uh, it, I, th I think some, somebody in the community ended up tweeting Ortman and they were like, hey, man, when's your birthday or something? I don't, I don't know what exactly they said, but uh, I, I don't even know if they got a response. But I, I remember it created a big like controversy. And it ended up being that, that he got another year of uh, U23 eligibility because his birthday was wrong. So all the people that had him were like rejoicing, you know, um, because they had U23 keepers set for this year. But uh, I don't think we're going to have that situation again where where the wolf gets another year. Uh, I'm hoping, but I don't think it's going to happen. Just forever U23? It'll be <laughs> yeah. the one exception where... The... It's like Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice of people who are looking for goalies? Um. U23 goalies are just any goalies. Just anything. I mean, I think that we kind of already spoke to it. I mean, like, do they have a pulse? Um, are they uh, the 100% starting goalkeeper? Like, I would be afraid right now, um, and not to get into, like, specifics, but, like, um, the Westberg-Bono situation, like, okay, Bono just started that Champions League game. I, I saw a lot of stuff on that that he was like uh, he had some family personal stuff whatever, um, but he had two games last season where he just out of the blue needed rest. So uh, and it was unannounced. So anybody that started him uh, started Westberg was just like SOL for that game week, which that's a little concerning. Um, and then going into this year, one of my one of my the things that I wanted to do this off season was. Uh, find a different super rare goalie that I can I can use because um, if I'm playing a super rare goalie, the stakes are a little bit higher, and that that one DNP where he needs rest or whatever is just a it's a little more hurtful. So I I wanted to just get out of that and get into something else. Sure. Um, so I think that any kind of situation where you have a goalkeeper that might rest out of the blue, like another situation is the whole Juventus situation because. Um, uh, uh, what phone? Yeah, he just started out of the blue this week. Yeah, he did. I don't think anybody expected that. I think I I think somebody even said that at their press press conference, the uh, Pirlo said that uh, it was definitely going to be one of the goalkeepers, and then the other one started over the weekend. So, um, and he started enough uh, this season to where it's frustrating. You know, you set that lineup, and then boom, it's just wiped out. Yeah. One DMP right now, and you might as well not even set a lineup. <laughs> so, any situation where you have a goalkeeper that just 
may not start for some reason. I, that's a goalkeeper I don't want to own. That's pretty much what I did. Like I bought my MLS goalies months ago. And mm-hmm. um, on the advice of our friend, uh, Ivaldo, um, when I was starting to get into stories, he was like, just so you know, you're going to have to buy a goalie at some point. Like you, you can't compete really without one. I was like, all right, all right. And I saw the prices and I'm like, gosh, these, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm, who are these guys and why do I have to pay so much? And then finally he was like, you're going to like, you're going to need one. Like you, you've done this, you've tried to play and you need a goalie. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll get it. Um, so that's what I, that's exactly what I did. I was like looking at the ML, at MLS and I was like, I, I'm going to want MLS keepers and who are the guys who I, who I'm comfortable with. And of course this is months ago. So like, you don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. but I ended up with like older guys because those are the guys that, you know, like I was looking at Stefan Fry and I, Tim Melia, Guzan, um, yeah. and just like, I'm not sure those are guys I want to own for five years because, well, I'm going to have to own them forever because there's no way they're lasting five more years. Right. But I wanted them for now. Like I, I have this, this weird thing that I, it's difficult for me to plan or I, I want to build my teams with a plan, but yeah. it also seems weird to build a plan years in advance. And yet everyone's yeah. like, well, if you just look at the price that you're paying and you just, you know, look at it over 10 years that so you can use the card. And I'm like, I don't know if so rare is around in 10 years. I don't know if it's around in five. Like I, the, the money's leaving my hands now. It's not leaving yeah. my hands over 10 years. Yeah. Um, but it was I like a way to think of that a little bit is like, you know, if you do get a goalkeeper that's 26, um, you won't have to pay that money next year. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. For you know, because sure, if he plays again next year, then, you're, you know, and, and Guzan retires, which I think he, his contract's actually good for two more years. I don't know if he'll play it out, but yeah, um, yeah you, you, you may have to buy a replacement next year or or you could win a goalkeeper this year. True. True. It's plausible. True. That you want to start in goalkeeper this year. So, um, I mean, and and that's one thing that I always – it's hard to bank on that, right, like winning something. But you have a whole season. You have, I think, two – you have two or three pretty solid uh, uh, America squads for All-Star and Champion America. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that you could pick up a, a, a starting goalkeeper this year through rewards. So I think getting in the game and having – that lineup out there every week um, is obviously really important um, for future planning because you can pick up cards along the way that may not seem useful now, but they're going to be useful down the road. Yeah. I guess just the weird thing that I have is that the planning, it's like I'm accounting for 10 years, five years, even three years. Yeah. Um, but I'm really not planning for three. I like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to play Guzan in game week 14 in the 2024 season like that like right. I, I don't know that yeah. um but it just seems like the we have to everybody justifies it with like well it's a long-term thing you you don't have to pay for your entries so that's good and i'm like right. yep i guess but now I'm, i still have to like pony up this money but uh i think that's like the the biggest thing with um with people who don't own a goalkeeper and are looking at the price and just saying like that's a lot of money and having other people tell them like, well, you don't have to enter, you don't have to pay to enter any of the contests and, you know, you own this forever and you can play them forever. But like that actually doesn't make it any cheaper, especially now with like if new people are coming in and F is it 2000, you know, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think another way to th- kind of, 
you know, if it, if it makes you feel better too, you know, if you're buying a 25 year old goalkeeper and let's say in three years, you know, play a lot of so rare and you love it, but in three years, your heart's just not in it anymore. Um, but the game's still around. Um, it's going to be a lot easier to, to resell a 28 year old goalkeeper than a 37 year old goalkeeper. That's, that's a good point. About to retire. So, um, I mean, you have to think of it in those terms too, where, you know, these cards will have resellable resale value. Um, so you'll be able to resell them at some point. So if, if, if you ever wanted to ease out of the game or just leave the game or whatever, um, having a younger goalkeeper is going to be more appealing to the next guy that might want to play for three years and then do the same thing that you did. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I guess, think of it that way as well. That's a good point. For sure, um, I didn't, I didn't build that into my plan of reselling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of joke because, like, uh, I mean, I did that video previously that like how you actually make money on so rares by selling cards or you know or winning this the uh, threshold, but I didn't buy anything with like, oh, I'll just sell that later. Um, right. Yeah. This is, I'm pretty sure this Brad Guzan card is going to be a passed down for future layer generations. <laughs> yeah, well, he could become a coach's card at some point. So. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have a uh, uh, company card that uh, now says coach on it. Like, not the text on the card, but if you actually click into him, it, it shows that he's a coach now because he wow. coaches him. That's so, fun. Kind of cool. Who is it? Um, Vincent Company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun card to own. Yeah. Did you get XP for it? Uh, I have. Oh, you mean on the, the 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 weekend event or the international break event? No, not that. Not no, that one. No, oh, well. I saw somebody got Zidane. I think you mentioned that Zidane got some XP. That's a tough one. Good for him. Although I got uh, mine on a U twenty three goalkeeper that had one horrific start and will probably be benched now. So, uh, is there still COVID going around gymnasia? Um, I don't even know yet. It's yeah, the, okay. We're well, doing this on a yeah, Thursday. I got to look up. That it sounds like. Starting to uh, Tomas Durso this week is going to be uh, talk about getting DMPs. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about this? You always you always ask most of the questions. So how about I, I ask a question? When do you set most of your lineups? Um, I do them all Thursday night, and yeah. I finalize them all Thursday night, and I submit everything, and then I redo them all on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sleep Thursday night fully prepared to like, this is it. I'm set. I, to, to be honest, I don't, uh, I probably don't redo them all, but I definitely make change. I, I actually, with the change in game week time, back to the original, yeah. um, I tweak ev even more, which... Um, you get more news now. Yes. Um, although, to be honest, I'm pretty sure none of the changes I make are, are news related. Um, yeah. I just have... Uh, the, the contests that I enter are uh, and the the players that I have is just ripe for tinkering. It's it's awful. Um, like I have like two guys for one spot or three guys for another spot. And I'm just like constantly and there's nothing there's really nothing that uh, makes me favor one guy or the other. I'm just like, well, this guy worked last week, so it should be the other guy's turn. And like unless this guy's hot, like there's no real reason. The matchups are the same or, you know, like they're similar enough. Um, right. But yeah, I, um, so I'm going to have this problem with MLS with my goalies because I have three MLS goalkeepers right now. Uh, for two I'm, spots? What's that? For two spots? For two spots. 
Um, and so but they'll, have, they'll usually have a weekly too. So keep that in mind. Yeah, you're right. You I, I probably have enough MLS cards. I don't enter the weekly now because I don't really have like enough cards to do it, but MLS, I might. Um, yeah. One of the things when I joined so rare, so rare back in like November, December, I started buying MLS cards cause they were so much cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. So that, I wish I bought a lot more back then. I think pretty much everybody says that when they join so rare, like, oh, if I had only joined or if I only bought so much more. I finally um, bought those Christmas bundles in December. <laughs> the the prices are comical now. Um, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine bought the one of the DC United ones and uh, Bill Hamid sold like recently for twice what he paid for the bundle, which included a Hamid. Um, yeah. So the, the off season stuff like... Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, like, I think I'm going to buy, try to buy some European goalkeepers like now. I think that's a brilliant idea. Soon. Um, yeah. Like if you have, if you have the, the F to do it, like try to, or. Yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know when the perfect, I'm not going to try to guess the perfect time, but I mean, we look, you know, another two or three weeks, not two or three, maybe another two months down, like middle of June, yeah. you find a goalkeeper that has no, possibility of like playing in the euros or anything like like a belgian league goalkeeper that has 200 cards minted sure and uh is definitely the starter um like those might be guys worth trying to scoop up and you might get a pretty good deal all things considered i mean um you That's look the at the prices that you were able to pick up like mls goalkeepers back in december if and i think people there might be people that 10x, 10x on some of those cards. Maybe maybe not 10x, but like 8, 8x. Like if you bought a Willis back in November, I don't know, November or December, I don't know what the bottom of him was, but I, I'll guess it was below 0.2, maybe maybe closer to 0 0.1, 0 0.15 maybe. I'm going to try to quickly pull it up here on SoRare data because I think it's actually lower. Um, really? Let's see. This is uh, December thirteenth. Okay, point one one. Wow. Um, that was the bottom. And I think the top was one, or close to one. Point eight, point nine. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, basically, I'm not the, saying the top was basically his old super rare prices. Right. Yeah. That 0. will 9. not happen. Like an eight X will not happen on Belgian league uh, or like European league stuff. Right. But you could definitely buy a goalkeeper for half price, I, I'm thinking. I mean, somebody that really uh, – maybe somebody that goes into MLS or there might be a lot of people that maybe go into MLS thinking that they have pretty solid squads right now. Um, they might get into a situation where they're like, oh, my gosh, there's really, really good teams out, out there. I'm going to have to sell some of my Belgian stuff to improve my team to really compete in MLS. Um, I think that that's like the type of uh, scenarios that – you know, can be exploited or taken advantage of a little bit when people are selling off those cards to really improve those MLS teams. I think that's the time to kind of like scoop those up and and get yourself ready for the fall. Yeah, I think the the interesting thing that SoRare does is that you you don't want to miss out on game weeks. Um, yeah, most of the user base is more interested in the European cards. But like, there's nothing this summer, and so yeah. um, you have this weird thing that like, are they going to try to play MLS and J League and K League because they just want to keep playing, uh, right. or do you just sit out for three months 
and try Nobody to get some. That, right? <laughs> it's it's not fun at all. Um, so they're gonna buy. They're gonna. They're probably throwing together kind of crummy teams right now. Would be my guess. And then they're gonna say this isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when you'll see some of those Belgian league, European league guys go on sale. So you'll get them cheap. And then uh, I don't know. That's my prediction. Is we'll see some of that because. Uh, the guys that really went in and competed hard in MLS last year, um, there's some really, really good teams out yeah, there right. with, you know, five incredible players. I should say four, the goalkeepers. None of the goalkeepers <laughs> are better than MLS. Which we know, I don't know why we didn't talk about that. <laughs> People that are, I, the difference between like a Bradley Guzan and Joe Willis, like, okay, I'm sorry, Willis is not elite tier. Like there's no elite tier no. MLS goal. Nope. It's just, but people are 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 paying it like there is. I mean, I I get that. Yes, there's SO5 uh, scoring discrepancies where yeah, Willis and Maurer I think were the top two, but were they the two best goalies in the MLS? I mean, they didn't win MLS goalkeeper of the year. Blake did. So, um, yeah. And and you're working completely <laughs> off of the. Uh expectation that what happened last year will happen this year and right. it's a totally different season like yeah totally different like not just like oh it's a new season like mls last year you know was broken up they had the tournament in, in uh, at disney they came back had a bunch like i don't i i that was my the hardest part with me trying to figure out what to do with with mls players this year is that like last year was just so different a bunch yeah. of players didn't even play like elite right. players didn't play and so like now they're coming back and um yeah I, the the expectation i mean joe willis is is being bought with the full expectation that he's going to be the best goalkeeper at least from an so5 standpoint in major league soccer right but there are 26 others yeah that very yeah. well could be and so and that's a very good defensive team but they're still like what a couple of years off being a uh expansion team mm-hmm. i mean um, I don't think that there's any certain. I, I would say there's no certainty on that roster really beyond Walker Zim, Zimmerman and yeah. you know a couple other good players that they have. Um, yeah, I would I would not be putting my eggs in that all all my eggs in that basket. But yeah, what do I know? MLS is weird enough that I think anybody who starts regularly is is fine. Like I don't think. Yeah. I don't think you're losing out by taking a guy, you know, paying half of what you could pay for Willis or somebody who starts. I think that's the key is that um, somebody who starts is not the, always the easiest. And, and those guys are going to get priced up a little bit because they're starting. We also don't have cards for a decent number of starters. Hopefully we yep. get them this year. Um, but so so what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think that the price is baked in for guys that go on international duty like um, no. So like we have certain goalkeepers where like, and I, I think this is so funny because like in other leagues, the fact that you were representing your, your nation should be considered like a huge plus. Yes. Like, that's a cool thing. You're representing, you know, uh, uh, Belgium or whoever. And, and then in the MLS, it's like this big negative thing, like Galiz and Rui Diaz and all these guys, um, represent their countries and, they just leave. They, they leave their team for a lot of weeks this year. Yeah. So what are, what are, what are your thoughts on those guys? So 
I was actually specifically targeting their backups um, because they're going to be games where they're gone. And it, this isn't like a maybe he gets hurt. Like he is literally in Peru. So I know he's not starting. And so I will take the yeah. other guy. A lot of those backups are not on so rare either, um, which is kind of a bummer. But I, I don't think international duty is priced in at all. Um, like the the thought is that you should get those guys slightly cheaper than they should be because you're yeah. I don't see it at all. Yeah. The the reason the the the, the, pro, the reason why it's a problem is because those guys are the better goalkeepers. And yeah. so like naturally just they get pushed up because um, Makes sense. But we don't even have the same thing with with the European guys where you're like I well at least I get some extra utility because of the midweek games with Europa and Champions League like there's no CONCACAF Champions League contests on so or you know they don't count them and so right. you're not getting any extra utility you're literally losing utility and yet right. the price is still just all the way up there. yeah it's weird it's like the exact opposite of what yeah. you expect yeah um i had a i had a good situation last year where i i uh me and a, a friend of mine we both bought row um who's galiza's backup yeah and we but i won i think i won uh champions d4 and he won all-star division three using his backup one game week. So that was kind of a cool thing. We both picked him up uh, like for dirt cheap, knowing that Galiz was going to go on, yep. on duty. And uh, it, it was like the, the, the grand plan worked, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we saw people like when the U.S. didn't qualify for the Olympics. And it was like, oh, that's a bummer. But yeah. at least I get my guys all season. you know. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm not that upset about it. But yeah, I think... I think there might have been a little bit for some of those guys of like, oh, he's he's going to be gone for the Olympics, and then as soon as we didn't get it, the price just went right back up. Yeah, but that's I mean that's so that uh, the uh, Achoa situation is like the perfect example of everything we've talked about. That he's U twenty three, but yeah. he has a split. He doesn't even win the job yet. He may yeah. may not win it at all. Uh, there was a possibility he was going to be gone for the Olympics, and yet mm -hmm. his I think his price never really dropped that much. Yeah, yeah, it's still at like 0.7 or 0.8 or something crazy for a rare. Uh, I mean, I think eventually he's probably going to be the starter this year. I, maybe not. I don't know, but uh, I would I would think that like if I were a fan of RSL, like I would I would want the you know the new young player to to win that job. I would want them to win the job though, not just get the job. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine if they just gave it to him. <laughs> you can have them for 0.6 right now if you want on the on the market right now for yeah. 0.6 so so the benefit yeah. of Ochoa though is that he's 20 so like if he doesn't start this year maybe he starts next year but it's a bummer to pay 0.6 for a guy that you not that you can't play yeah so yeah for somebody that you're just sitting on for a year right right yeah um, that, that's not really something I'm I I mean, I buy it like uh, young players like uh, like like Musa or, or uh, I want to buy Hope, but uh, it's like yeah, you're not gonna get to use them for quite a bit. I mean, one of one of which might get relegated and and just be totally useless. Right. But uh, yes, that's yeah, the benefit that's, of MLS. No no uh, relegation risk. Right. Just risk of being yeah. the worst team in the league. <laughs> Um, did we cover everything that we wanted to? I think so. Um, I got nothing else. Yeah. Other than you should just buy a goalkeeper. 
Yeah, buy, buy a goalie. You should buy a goalie. But in, but any starting goalie, like, I don't think it matters. Yeah, like, yeah, they, they start, you should buy them. <laughs> oh, and they're cheap. They have to be cheap, too. Right. Yeah, definitely or buy whatever. the cheap starting goalies. Very relative term. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I did, we did uh, talk about this earlier today, not on, on this uh, podcast, but it does seem like a lot of the MLS goalkeepers haven't been minted in a while. Um, yeah. And we're like... Uh, Andre Blake's last rare was February 27th. It is currently April 8th. Um, but based on the number, like that was his uh, 65th of 100. Yeah. And uh, Maurer went uh, yesterday. His 64th went yesterday. And so I think they were just all playing catch up. So I don't know if we're, they're going to. Some of them were in the end of the 70s though, right? Uh, Guzan and Fry made it to 70. And I they're mean, still minting those, right? I Yeah. They should be. Well, no, Fry uh, was March 14th, Melia March 15th. But like they yeah. should, I don't know if they're going to try to get to 100. Yeah. But you would, I don't think the new, there hasn't been an announcement yet of when the new cards are coming. Um, but like just scarcity wise and the, the people need these cards. I feel like they should get these last 30 to 35 out soon. You yeah. Think that affects prices? It's, certainly. It's, it's just weird to me. And I guess there's some algorithm in the background that they're working off of, or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, there, there's got to be some method to the madness. I don't know what it is, though. But do you, <laughs> and I also think, think too, um, these these cards, some of them, may, they may be setting aside as rewards. True. I don't yeah. know why they would be setting aside, you know, like the some of the Blakes, but not the other guy or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to be here in a week. Here in a week, we're gonna have Champions America fired up, um, really with leftover MLS stuff um, from last year, right? And then some what two Liga MX teams and um, two one Argentinian team. So two. we have River, yeah. The Gymnasia they, I oh, think they, they ran stop? out of cards last year. They at least ran out of super rares because hmm. there's well, okay. I think that they only have like tier two and tier three players on yeah. that team. So um, I, I remember somebody won uh, a Jorge Brown, Brown uh, super rare as a tier one, or even, maybe even a star reward because Oof. at the end, the end of uh, the MLS season last year, they ran out of uh, star and tier one rewards. Wow. So they're going to start up a new season and I, they're going to probably have to go through every single uh, river and uh, Santos card, which that means people are going to win uh, Gor, Gor, I can't pronounce it, Goriaran. Yeah. They're going to win those probably as star star cards, and he's out injured. Yeah. Um, uh, there's some cool cards on river that I would like to win. Uh, but I don't know if they're all, like, De La Cruz would be a star. Um, Raphael, uh, what's his? Bor- Bore, uh, yeah. Yeah, he would be probably a star. I don't know how many star rare or star star cards they would actually have on that team though. Yeah, not so not stars. Yeah. So they're gonna be in a there. There's gonna be an interesting situation here when this new season starts up and we uh, have to figure out rewards for these divisions. And the top six uh, all get Andre Blake cards. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Everybody gets a Blake. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, wait, but you don't think that if they just started minting them that you think prices would go down? Yeah, I think so, right? I mean... Uh, like they should. Yeah. But I don't think they actually do. Like I think... You don't think so? No, I think everybody who uh, is not buying cards now, um, they're, they just look at the secondary and they're like, that's just too expensive. I'm not going to buy. And then they say, here are some new cards. And everybody, all of those people go to them. So like it's it's almost like the current market has set the price this high, but that's because it's not including all of these people because they're just like, forget it. I can't afford that. So then when they're like, oh, here's here's an auction. And now it's this huge other group of people that are just going after them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I guess I haven't really paid that close of attention to it. I mean, it seems like prices have kind of, slowly come down since they went to minting every or uh, uh selling a card every minute yeah um the endless power but, i mean yeah but like the it's always a power but i think that we're also like in a kind of a weird time too where you know one season's kind of ending one's getting ready to fire up yeah um between like the european divisions and the mls so i don't i don't know that i have a good handle on like the dynamics of that and then also too like the um Secondary market, I think the, the I think that the new signings has really kind of uh, taken over as well because you know one a minute it's I think people feel like they can potentially get the best deal um, on the auctions. Um, I don't know that that's always the case. It's probably not always the case because you see people paying more on the auction than on the secondary market. But depends uh, if you're I trying think to scam people or, feel like that that's where they might be able to get a deal. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where the deal. I, I've never, I haven't seen a deal yet on MLS goalkeeper where I'm like, oh, goodbye. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't. I, well, MLS goalkeeper. I think that the only goodbyes, um, maybe not the only goodbyes, but the the best buys were back in like December, January, when you know there was like really no incentive. Like nobody really None. wanted to buy them. I mean, it was like, oh, a card I can use in five months, like. You might even want to talk about your experience there a little bit. When you bought those cards, what were you thinking? Like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to use these in six months? Um, so, yeah, nobody was was buying MLS cards at that point. Um, like, I got um, Tim Melia for .104 on, I'm trying to pull it up here on SoRare Data. What is the date here? But there were like four bids. Yeah. And like, no, there were a number of cards that I got. This was, oh, February 7th. So I actually waited a little bit. Like February seems late. Um, yeah. But like I got uh, Guzan through a private, through an offer for 0.098. And like those, you just can't do that anymore. And I, no. but, but the reason I did it was because somebody told me if you're going to compete in MLS, you're going to need a goalie and you may as well do it now. And yeah. I don't know what happened one day where I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it now. But yeah. I bought, yeah, Amelia, uh, Clement Jopp and uh, Guzan within like two days. And I was like, I'm done. Got my um, goalies. And yeah, that's, that's why I was saying like the European stuff now, like if you're, if you just care about European uh, SO5, like goalkeepers, this is basically the February of, of leading up to that season. So I feel like, or, Maybe you wait until this season ends. Yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah, few, it, I think another month, maybe. Yeah, there's just no incentive. Like if there's if there's no short term incentive, which is seems silly because 
all of this is like considering long term. But if there's no short term incentive, like that's where you're going to find the deals. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't talk about bots, but I'm going to talk about bots real quick. Like an arbitrage bot that bought all these guys up as their prices came down and then resold them back. Uh, uh, that would be interesting. Uh, or even just if somebody wanted to do that, it's just like, hey, I'm going to be a market maker. I'm going to uh, buy up all these European goalies as as people don't want them. And then I'll be the guy that everybody comes to in the fall when uh, they need a goalie. And, I 100% considered that because like yeah. um, the the only – uh, the only, it's not a negative. Depend, I mean, it, the negative, it depends on how you want to look at it, but like you, you have to hold them for a while. Yeah. Um, you're basically There's risk holding associated them. with it. Yeah. So like, if you are willing to, I mean, if, if you're constantly doing it, then I guess it, you know, you can't, you have that flow, but, right. uh, ultimately like you're buying cards now and you're like, I'm going to try to sell these again in four months and right. you have to fight the urge to just sell them sooner than that. Yeah. Yeah, you need deep pockets, but there's, I feel like there's guys that uh, that have really just turned into dealers almost. Yeah. Like, I won't say any names, but uh, uh, I made a trade with a guy the other day, and he is a dealer. I don't know that he even submits lineups, but uh, um, yeah, I think that, and I don't know that those guys do a lot of uh, like individual buying, like they're buying one and two off the market, or if they're buying like whole collections, but there might be. Them, those that might be good opportunities for some of those guys to just start buying up those cards and then resell them in the fall. I don't know if you even necessarily need like the deepest of pockets to do it. I think you just have to have the patience to wait four months to sell, and then right, and then you can't even sell immediately or, or buy back immediately. Like if you if just trying to put a calendar on it, like if you buy MLS cards in in December and you're selling them in April. You're probably not buying your Euro cards until June, July, yeah. June, but that's probably the quick turnaround because you're selling those in July, August. Right. So the Euro ones, but then yeah. you're, then you have nothing until the MLS dip in, in December. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is exactly why I didn't do it myself. Right. Right. Because I didn't want to do that. All right. I think we've uh, gone long enough here. So, um, yeah, so this is, like I said, the inaugural uh, So Rare Andrews podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew. You can find me on So Rare at Lairdino. I believe in Lairdino on the So Rare Discord. Might be Andrew M. Laird. Sorry for the, the changes there. Uh, Andy, you, AB Black 86? Yeah, A Black 86. A Black. What did I say? Yeah. AB Black. I added a B in uh, there. A Black 86 yeah. on Twitter. Uh, black on uh, the so rare discord and on so rare itself. Um, as I said, this, uh, podcast brought to you by Rotowire, uh, Rotowire, a fantasy sports site that covers a, a ton of soccer stuff. Um, it is a subscription site, but we have an offer for a free 10 day subscription. If anybody is interested, you can go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's P O D gets you 10 free days to the site. No credit card required. We have a ton of soccer content. Uh, we do not cover every single so rare league, uh, as uh, Andy learned a few months ago, but we do have uh, plenty of MLS and Liga MX stuff, as well as the uh, big European league. So feel free to check that out. Andy, thanks for that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. 
For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.